sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Good evening, spooksters and parastalkers and the lurkers and the grand poobars. This is Spooky Sundays on Newcastle Live Radio with your hosts, myself, Anne Rekovich, and... Me, Renata Daniel. You didn't sound anywhere near as sexy as me, Renata. No, I've got to develop that voice. I know. This is my radio voice. Mm. At home, I normally sound like, hey, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it is Sunday the 3rd of April and we are not live in studio. Where are we, Renata? We are sitting somewhere in a hotel in Sydney, mm-hmm. um, panicking that we will be able to get on our flight at the crack of dawn in the morning to head overseas. That's right, our flight leaves at 6am in the morning now. What we've done, boys and girls, is we have pre-recorded all our shows for you guys while we're away. Because we don't want you to miss out we on don't want, anything. Yeah, we're going to actually take you on our journey through the UK and Ireland. Mm-hmm. And every week we're going to be talking about the places that we are going to be visiting. Mm-hmm. And you guys are going to be listening every Sunday and we'll actually be over there in those places yep. so you'll you'll get to feel like you're on the journey with us yes so our first thing is that we are going to be staying tonight this very night at i haven't told renata where it is yet don't tell me i, I don't can't know. it's it's a it's yeah well, it's a hotel it's a hotel in <laughs> sydney but we're not going to have breakfast there renata because we're going to get up at Sparrow Fart AM because we've got to go check in. If our flight leaves at 6, then we're going to have to check in at 3.30 in the morning. That's two and a half hours. Is there any reason to actually even lay our heads on it? That's two and a half hours before we fly, right? Because normally I'd like to check in three hours before, but I'm going to allow two and a half this time, Mm -hmm. maybe even two. Um, So we're going to have to be up at least Mm 3am and uh, we'll get down there. We'll get our bags checked in Mm -hmm. and then we are going to go through and we are going to head to the business class lounge. Now, what if the business class lounge isn't... Open. Well, I have researched that information and I have found have out. Have got a plan B? No. <laughs> <laughs> the the oh, business no. class lounge opens at 5 a.m. Because I don't know why. They better have their coffee machine charged. Yeah, That's we, all I can say. We're going to be queued at the front door going, hello? <laughs> hello? Will you let us in? We want a cappuccino and a croissant <laughs> with some brie and cambert on it, please. <laughs> Pickled onion. Yeah. Um, so we, we get a little bit of time before the plane shoots off at 6am and mm-hmm. we are praying to all the gods known in this world that we get an upgrade because we lost our our flight that we yeah. were supposed to be on. But, um, yeah, so that's that's our plan. So think of us tomorrow morning when we're at the airport. Mm-hmm. There goes my phone. Hang on, we'll just get rid of that because, you know, we don't want them talking to us right now. Uh, and you guys are far more important. Uh, so, Renata, what paranormal news of the week do you have for us? Yes, I have some paranormal news of the week. And do this tell. actually uh, came in in February, so not that long ago. 
and it is a story of a very weird place. Now, how would you go, Anne, at buying a home at auction and then finding a whole lot of creepy objects and a secret door? I could sell them on eBay. Make well, a fortune. Well, I think this is the plan that these guys have. Oh, really? I a, really do. And a secret door. A secret door. Does it go to the red room so and are there is, whips in there? <laughs> so this is written by Lottie Tip Lady Bishop. What? Lottie Tip Lady Bishop. And it's from the UK News. UK. UK. <laughs> the UK place News. where we're flying out to tomorrow, Yes. Uh, and uh, it says a couple who bought a house at auction claim it is full of creepy objects, including a Bible hanging from a hook and a secret door. A Bible hanging from a hook. Yeah, and a secret door. And this picture will be up on. Um, well, we're the... going to work out how we're going to do oh, that. We can. We can. Schedule. You got it. It's fine. Oh, we're going to schedule. Oh, and, we're a uh, bit posh. Yes, this will be up on uh, the Newcastle Live Radio uh, community Facebook page, okay. so you'll be able to have a look. The Bible is pretty awesome, but the spook busting pair, who are believed to be based near South Wales, posted about the bizarre finds on TikTok. Oh, as you do. Because that's where all good news comes from. <laughs> and always truthful. Absolutely. And in a video shared to that platform, they wrote, we made a huge mistake buying a house at auction. Now, you'd think they would have had a look through. You mean they didn't and go and actually have a look out. at it? I don't know. don't know. But they found a hidden room. They opened it and found a Bible hanging from a hook. Right? Oh, is it a meat hook? or uh, Yes. Oh, yes. no. Yep. Uh, then they checked the attic. There was an abandoned suitcase in the corner. Uh-oh. Don't and open it. Don't open it. Well, they did. When we had it opened, we couldn't leave it alone. There seemed to be ritual items inside. I couldn't leave it alone. They had to rub their bodies all over <sighs> it. The clip uh, which they put on TikTok, so you'll be able to find this. I'll, I'll have to try and find it for you and put a link up for you so you can actually see it. Um, pans to an old crumbling brick wall as a gloved hand moves mysteriously and removes a mystery box from a hole in the wall. Oh, I do like a mystery box in a hole. <laughs> <laughs> open the box, open the box. <laughs> that, was that, that was that good that she coughed up a lung. <laughs> so the caption, the caption continues, strange things were hidden in the walls, odd parts, mirrors and old photos. We're trying to find out more about who used to live here. Follow for updates. Oh, teasers. Oh, bing, 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 bing. That's money for you. Yeah. So the couple goes on to say that they bought the property, their first home at auction without viewing it yeah. or checking the paperwork. That's weird. That's dumb. Yeah, some people do that though because they flip houses. So, yeah. Anyway, mm. keep going. So other videos on the unnamed couple's pages show the home is a dated terraced property that is in need of a lot of work. Yep. Clips throughout the page detail the various discoveries. I reckon it's Be set up. Yeah, beginning with a hidden door, which is apparently hiding in an antique-looking Bible strung up by a hook. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this door sort of sits behind what looks like um, wallpaper or something that oh, is pulled off, and it's right. a very old-fashioned wooden door. Um, other creepy discoveries include a black-and-white photograph with one man's eyes poked through. What? A dusty old mirror and a vintage suitcase filled with bizarre objects, including a wooden cross. So a wooden cross is not a bizarre object. Mm, 
but but with a mirror and uh, an an old photograph with a man's eyes poked out. Maybe they liked looking at themselves with the crosses. They, oh. I don't know. Maybe somebody had to hold that picture over their face and look through the eyes while they. Oh, it's just oh, awful. Yeah, whatever it is, so it's wrong. Social media users have commented on the clips in their hundreds, begging the pair to leave well alone, fearing the home is haunted, or housing some sort of demon. Of course, of course. And Lee says, <coughs> "Oops, I think they just." Said the name of someone. Oh, oh, oh no, these are people that have um, commented on TikTok. Right, right, so right. Lee yes. says, I didn't get a good feeling watching this. The well, energy is beyond vibe. strong. <sighs> and Sydney Peacock said, <laughs> Sydney Peacock? Mr. Peacock. Oh, no. Said, are you being served? No. Are there are ghosts in that house. <laughs> and Natasha added, Looks like an exorcist movie. Oh, they all sound like experts in the paranormal to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, so they've got um, uh, photographs. They've got a couple of photographs up, one of entering into the front door, then one of this guy pulling, you know, the stuff down to for the extra doorway and everything. Uh, and so I really think that this is one of those stories that is real clickbait. Yeah, um, it's. Well, yeah. Do you think it's been staged? Because if they do it right, they can actually fund oh, yeah. the flip. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, Very clever. I honestly don't think that this is a hoarded spot, but it's a really interesting story. It's a great story. Thank you for sharing. You're listening to the Spooky Sundays podcast with Anne and Renata. Now, Renata, we've given ourselves little tasks to do, haven't we? We've split up all of this stuff and we've said, well, you do this bit and I do that bit. Yep, yep, yep. So my job now mm-hmm. is to let you know mm-hmm. what to expect in the week ahead, mm-hmm. apart from loads of laughter when we get in our hire car. I'm a bit worried about getting there at 8.15 at night and then having to go and get the hire car, which is not going to be about 9, 9.30 and then have to drive and find this hotel. Anyway, that's going to make a good video, I'm sure. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be It'll fine. It'll be fine. So our first trauma that we have to face is tomorrow morning, waking up about 3.15am yes. to get to the airport. I'm not, I'm not, no. No? No, well, not my thing. You're not going to fly? You're just going to stay? No, I, look, I don't know whether I'll even go to bed. Yeah, you're one of these people that will just... Well, I get anxious that the alarms won't go off, mm-hmm. but we'll uh, we'll ring room service and say, "Could you please set an alarm?" Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they'll wake us up in time. Is this a fancy enough place to have room service, or is it like the? Yeah, yeah it should. Oh, I don't know. No. It's all right. You set your alarm. I set my alarm. We're all good. Okay. Anyway, so uh, as I've said before, this this is a little bit of a secret we were staying, and I, I just got a very good deal with a Qantas points. <gasps> so excited. Anyway, so. Flying out at 6am on the Qantas flight and uh, we are, it's actually an Emirates flight. Right. But I have received our invitation to the Qantas club so we can be knocking on the door to get our pastries and mm-hmm. coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a stopover in Dubai mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we head off to uh, to land in Heathrow at 8.15pm at night, pick up the hire car and head to a nice little place called Thatch. Thatcher's Hotel. Thatcher's Hotel. Where yeah. is ha- Thatcher's Hotel? I, I didn't get that far. No. It's it's within 30 minutes of the right, airport. Right. It's one of those things where you get the map up and you go, okay, right. where's close by so I okay. don't have to drive too far. Okay. Um, now, after probably being awake all night because our body clocks will be completely ass up, um, the next day we're heading to New Forest. 
Yes, where all the ponies the are. The ponies? Yes. Go to the ponies? <laughs> oh, I hope they come and talk to us again. Um, but and that during this part, we've got to get to Shitterton so we can officially yes. start the tour. Yes. yes. So that that will mark. We'll say but, we're in Shitterton. Yes. I just want to keep saying Shitterton because I can. <laughs> That starts our naughty, naughty and nice yes. road trip. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. a naughty and haunted road trip. Naughty, nice and haunted road trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, yeah, so if you want to look up more, have a look at the, the stories about the New Forest Ponies because it's just wonderful. It's something to do with the people who um, arrived there. Um, they had these horses with them. The horses practically saved their lives and the deal was that those horses were then allowed to roam free um, for the rest of their lives in this, this county of England and they're wormed and, and shod and looked after and all that sort of stuff. Um, so there is a nice little shop there, a new age shop as well. So Yes, there is a new agey shoppy and uh, lots of little spots where you can have coffee and our first taste of clotted cream. If I remember correctly, scones. that there was a little cafe near where we're staying yep. that had decent ones too. Yes, yep, yep. Right, we will report back on that and let you know. We'll let you know. We'll take a photo and we're, let you know. We're going to have scones and cream in 48 hours, Renata. I'm excited. <laughs> All right, so after that, um, the next night we're going to head to Tintagel. Mm-hmm. Now, I've got to tell you a little bit about Tintagel uh, tonight. That's my job to tell you uh, the stories of Tintagel. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're meeting up with a lovely English lady by the name of Suzanne. And she's been one of our followers and um, she's going to meet us for a coffee or mm-hmm. a drink or something. I don't know. We're, but we'll Can catch- we get a bucket of blood? <gasps> that would be fabulous. Can we meet you at the bucket of blood? <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of a pub. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, and while we're at Tintagel, mm-hmm. we're going to go to the Boss Castle Witches Museum. Yes. Now you've got some stories on that that I you do. can tell us. I do. Uh, we have been once before, but there is I've, so much in there. I've, I've been more than once. Oh, shut up, <laughs> cow. That other travel companion. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I, I tend to go in and I just say, "Can I'll ha- I'll have one of everything that's in the shop. <laughs> just pack it up and thank you very much." Um, we're also going to do a drive-by um, shooting. Uh, I'm not sure where this fits in. <laughs> now we're going to go see the man with the big penis. Oh yes, yes. on the hill, the man yes. with the big doodle, the big wang. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about him. Yeah. Ch- is it Churn? Churn? C-E-R-N-E? Something like that? Churn? Oh, I don't know. Big penis man. Churn. We're, <laughs> we're going to go and chig him out. See if he's I as big as they I, say he is. I hope it's not raining that day because I won't be able to see a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll be claiming shrivel factor. It's cold, ladies. I'm sorry I can't perform today. Yeah. Um, so that's that's in that area too. And that night we're staying at somewhere called the Cornishman Inn. Mm-hmm. Now, why did we choose that one? I can't remember. It was cheap. All right. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. It was okay. cheap. It was in the area. That's, <laughs> that's, okay. that's right. We had to we had to manage our funds. Yes. Because we have one or two places that kind of blew the budget completely. Yes, and there's one of those coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of those is the Jamaica Inn. Yes. And ja- now the Jamaica Inn. We we Jamaica. Have, not in Jamaica. No, sorry. <laughs> Look. I'm happy to be England. I don't need to go to Jamaica. It's hot. Don't do hot. 
and neither do you. You're worse than me. Um, and we, this is one that's costing us a bomb, but we'll talk more about that because we've got some stories and some history on that coming up in this show. Yep. Um, uh, but near there is another one of our True Hauntings episodes. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what it is? Jail. Oh, Bodmin Jail. Bodmin Jail. So we're going to go visit that. It's going to be so interesting because I remember seeing it before they did all the big reno. Mm -hmm. And so now to see it renovated is going to be astounding. I'll probably probably go there and go, oh, my God, what have they done? They've wrecked it. They've wrecked it? There's no spittle on the ground anymore. No turd buckets. Um, So we'll do that and that's when we might go see the bucket of blood because Mm -hmm. I think that's in that particular area. Mm -hmm. I think, am I right? Or is that more closer to... That's more closer to... the, Tintagel. Uh, Tintagel. Oh, that's okay. We'll we'll work out the I need a aspects. T-shirt, so I've got to go. Yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. That's where my husband gets his present for the trip is a Tintagel T-shirt. That's <laughs> I got him that last time and I was very <laughs> pleased with it. I don't think he could have given a rat's ass, but <laughs> I was pleased. I liked looking at the T-shirt going, oh, I bought that in Tintagel. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there was another spot that you found for us as well called the Dosmery Pool. Yes, and that's associated with the legend of King Arthur. Mm. So uh, we'll talk about that later. That's where the Lady of the Lake was supposed to be. Oh, is that where she goes skinny dipping? Uh, kind of, yeah. All right, you're going to go skinny dipping for us? No, because it might not actually be a lake at this stage. It might be just a muddy, well, muddy it says pool. It says Dosmery Pool. Yeah. So I don't it, think it's going to be big. No, uh, it could, like I said, it could be just a muddy yeah, we, we, we're going to judge the giant man yes. with the, the erect business that is for size, <laughs> not the Dosmary Pool, okay? That's right. That's right. Um, and then we head off to Glastonbury. <gasps> Glastonbury. What do we do in Glastonbury, Renata? We shop. Oh, my God. <laughs> we shop so badly. Oh, oh. Bookshops. Books. They have books and, the, and this, trinkets. This and is where we um, take fabulous things. We take bubble wrap with us. Yes. And we buy all these books and we post them back in the slowest mail possible. So it's really dirt cheap and yep. doesn't weigh down our bags. Although this time we have like 40 kilos. We do. Well, actually, I think between us we have 70 kilos of chicken <laughs> luggage, which is deadly. But the thing is, we're doing Ireland last. So we've got to take our bags. Over to Ireland, and we're, we're flying Ryanair. Oh. Now, Ryanair, I think it was $29 to fly over to Ireland because if you want a seat, that's more. <laughs> uh, if you want oxygen, that's more. Um, so, that's just basically walk on the plane with your wallet, I think. So, we have to pay extra for the baggage. So, we've got to make sure our bags aren't too heavy by then. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be after two and a half weeks in England. No, that's that's impossible. Okay. <laughs> Just saying. We're going to have to leave our bags somewhere. But where? We're flying out of Edinburgh and then coming back to Heathrow. Oh, poop. <laughs> um, we're screwed. All right, no, we, okay. we, we will manage it. There's, there's post. We can post stuff back. Well, it was a lovely surprise last time all these parcels kept arriving, remember? <laughs> kept saying, oh, I don't remember ordering that. Um, and uh, then after Glastonbury, we're going to actually have two days there and then we're going to start the next week. So mm-hmm. I'll tell you all more about what happens in week two mm-hmm. next Sunday. We're going to now talk about one of the locations that we're going to be going to this week. Now, as Renata so happily bragged, she's been there many more times than me. I have. 
<laughs> with her other travel buddy, Gail. Hi, Gail. Uh, and uh, I, I sort of... I didn't realise exactly where it was. Now, first off, I was discombobulated when I was in England last time. I actually thought where we were was on the other side of England on the coast and halfway up. I didn't realise we were over on the left-hand side and down the bottom. Right. Um, as okay. You all, when, mm-hmm. when we were in Perth last time, I, got, I was so upset because the ocean was on the wrong side and I was not <laughs> dealing with it. So this this is what was happening is because we were driving along with the ocean to our right uh-huh. – I, I thought we were driving north on the, the coast of England. Anyway, yeah, I, I now know because I've looked at maps rather uh-huh. than just using navigators where it is, uh-huh. and um, it's it's a great little location. But I didn't realise all the legends to do with King Arthur. Yes, and yep. his mum. His mum. His mum. King Arthur and his mum. But when we went to Tintagel last time, we were on the the other side. We didn't actually go over to the castle side. And the castle side is in ruins. um, And it looked like a long way to walk. And at that stage, I'd already walked a long way and I was over it. (laughs) I was just like, I'm not doing it We just sat on a rock and looked at it. Yeah, we did. But we found what looked like a sacrificial altar. We did. (laughs) And you laid on I it. I laid on it in all my glory, legs spread and arms spread, as uh-huh. if I was about to be the virgin sacrificed. Mm-hmm. It's been many years <laughs> since we, I was able to do that. Yep. Um, so now looking at the, the history of it, mm-hmm. I'm sort of blown away. So just so you know where it is, it's built half on the mainland and half on a jagged headland that projects into the Cornish Sea. And... Tintagel Castle is what it was, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it has quite a history to it apart from King Arthur. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, that's allegedly. Excuse me, King Arthur is real. No, no. And that, Lancelot that, and, and, yeah, of course and Merlin. Is. Of course it is, but. The Druids will have you. They're not quite. <laughs> let's, let's say allegedly King Arthur was born there. Don't be let's, a party pooper. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, okay. <sighs> Anyway, Go so ahead. it goes back to the fifth, fifth to the seventh century AD. Yep, that those dates mm-hmm. goes the mind. Yeah, I mean that's even way older than you. I know it's amazing <laughs> to find like, something that is older than I. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was an important stronghold uh, for the the resident rulers of Cornwall because it did sit out over the ocean. They could look out to see the invaders, the marauders that were coming. Yeah, um, and they have found in part of the archaeological digs Mediterranean pots and things. Mm-hmm. Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. In England, mm-hmm. from the, the 600 AD. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Anyway, let's skip to the good bit about... Oh, the Romans. The Romans oh, the came. the Romans. <laughs> the right, Romans the, were everywhere. The Romans come as often as possible, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> Where do you go from there? No, For those no, who don't know, my husband's name is Roman. <laughs> <laughs> They were a, a, an invading lot, but they did do a lot of good for the country as well, but they just couldn't help themselves. Yeah, with they built the roads. Raping and pillaging and wine and aqueducts. Yeah. I've watched Life of Brian, so I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've got the most important things down. That, that's right. Anyway, um, so the castle has a long association with the Arthurian legends. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's the first associated with King Arthur by the, uh, a Welshman called Geoffrey of Monmouth in his book... Historia 
Regum Britanniae History of Kings of Britain. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Written in 1135 to 38. Oh, what could go wrong? <laughs> There's no smudge dink here. Uh, which includes a detailed account of the legend. Now, according to Geoffrey and the legend... Arthur's father was Uther. Uther. Uther Pendragon. Oh, I've got dragon in the last name. I Wouldn't know. you kill to have a last name I like know. that? Yes. I've got Rekovich, which the kids <laughs> used to say I was a mega bitch when I taught at high school. You don't fall off your chairs. I used to teach in high schools. Um, so, and he had Uther as the daddy, the king of all of Britain. Uh, so he goes to war against Gorloy. The Duke of Cornwall to capture Gorley's wife Igraine. <laughs> I've got the, the sorry. Um, I apologise to all those people who know how that's pronounced. I'm doing my best. Um, I, I actually it could be Gore Lewis. Just, just, <laughs> just leave, it, leave it. Be. I've got a grain right. I know that because I've watched the movie. So Uther's fallen in love with a grain. Oh, it's a love story. <laughs> those Romans are coming again. Um, sorry, I've lost my spot. Uh, so, uh, this and they beget, Gaul- they beget Arthur. Yeah, but hang on, excuse me. Gawley defeats, defends himself against Uther's armies at the fort, but he sends a grain to safety to stay safely in Tintagel Castle, which is his most sacred, uh, sacred, secure refuge, uh, according to the legend that this dude has written in a book, which must be gospel. Um, or oh, I could go somewhere there with Gospels as well, but let's not. No. Uh, Uther besieges uh, something or other, another funny name, telling his friend Ulfin uh, how much he loves a grain, and Ulfin replies it would be impossible to take Tintagel, for it is right by the sea and surrounded by the sea on all sides. And when you look at it, it really does stick right out, mm-hmm. and there is no other way into it except that provided by a narrow, rocky passage. Mm. And well, there that three armed warriors could forbid all entry, even if you took up your stand against the whole of Britain behind you, because it had that little tiny gap that they had to get through and there was no other way. Yep. So um, <clears throat> Arthur was conceived and supposedly born here at Tintagel Castle. Yes, yes, that's true. Have I got that right? That's true. And uh, there are ruins there, there are rock walls there, there's not much of the castle left at all. Uh, but underneath it is what is really interesting. Yeah. What's underneath it, Renata? A cave. <gasps> a cave? A cave oh. where Merlin yep. was allegedly supposed to hide out. You're saying allegedly a lot. I would like to say <laughs> that Merlin is also very real. He had a staff, he could bang it on the ground and pigeons would fly up in the air. I know, right? Huh? Now, when we've been there before, they had built this work thing of um, Remember, stairs. they can't see your hands, Renata. <laughs> this is radio. They can't see your hands. <laughs> they, they just – there were stairs everywhere. There were stairs. Right? So, so little were, wooden rickety stairs. in and out and around and around. And by the time you got anywhere, you, you'd worked your sweat up and, you know, it was hot and, and it was we, we don't sweat. And, and all of this sort of stuff. And the, the township itself is kind of up on a, a hill and then you have to take a big drive 
down or a walk down the hill. Because they actually four-wheel drive you to the... to the Only if you pay them. Other than that, you walk. Oh, well, if we go on this time, I'm paying. I'm quite happy to yeah, pay. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. No one over 50 walks it. Oh, oh well, okay. Some people do, but yeah. no, you, they, when they're coming up, you stare and point at them and you go, <laughs> you stupid idiots. But anyway, you drive past them in the air conditioning. Right. <laughs> uh, no air conditioning. Oh, well, that's okay. Um, Driving's fine. So uh, you've you got to get down this hill first and yeah. then... then there's this platform area and, and that's when you kind of start on these stairs. But but what we've seen when we've looked at the pictures is they've got a bridge now. They do. <gasps> and it's like... I'm so excited. There was the, It was quite windy and this poor fella who was frightened of heights <laughs> is trying to cross this bridge um, and he, he could barely speak. He was yeah. so terrified. Um, but then if you look at, from a distance, the bridge across that gap, I can see why he's terrified. Mm-hmm. I'll but, be terrified. Will you? Yeah. Oh, I will be so terrified. I will have the GoPro out to capture that because I'm just that sort of friend. <laughs> I will be extremely terrified going across that. But oh, it's exciting. I would still do it rather than all of those steps. Yep, yep. So that's that's one of our uh, uh, initial stops in our first week, just yes. in a couple of days. Yes, um, and we're not going to Merlin's Cave because that's another whole lot of steps. No. And it's just a cave. No, we, we can no. go. We'll pretend. We'll, we'll, we'll buy a postcard. No, we'll point our <laughs> finger and, and say... That's Merlin's Cave and yeah. that's it. That's all we need to do. It's a dark hole. <laughs> it's a dark hole down the bottom. It's Merlin's oh, excuse Cave. Excuse me. <laughs> it's just, we're going downhill. We have a very special month ahead where we're going to be telling you about our trip to England and talking to you about some of the fantastic places we'll be visiting along the way. And this week we are in the Cornwall area. And we are looking at some of the historic sites in Cornwall. Some of the spooky sites, we're going to be doing some paranormal investigations, um, eating a lot of food and just generally having a good time and starting our naughty and nice road trip at Shitterton. <laughs> Lovely. And there's a few little other spots that we are visiting along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want to give too many of them away, but uh, we are going to be going via Crapston, Brown Willie, um and uh, I think we've visited the three cocks before, so I don't feel that we need to visit the cocks no, again. Unless we're close by. Okay. And then we can slip into the cocks. <laughs> I, I just had to do it. I had to do it for a drink. Last time we were there. It was closed. It was closed. The three cocks. Clocks, three cocks. We're not going to allow the ghost grannies to enter. <laughs> We looked in the window and we were going, please, can we come in? And I could see a little cock in the window too. I was most impressed. (laughs) All over the place. Oh, my God. (laughs) Lovely little pub. And you can uh, check that out on our YouTube channel and and Renata Ghost Hunters. There's a little clip there. The sound's not that great, but at least you'll be able to see the three cocks. Oh, it was windy and it was so busy on the road. Oh, no, there was trucks flying past. No privacy whatsoever. (laughs) We couldn't enjoy our moment, could we? <laughs> no. <laughs> and the weirdest thing was that my husband calls me a couple of um, kilometres before we got to the cocks <laughs> and he said, are you going to the three cocks? And I've gone, excuse me? <laughs> he said, the three cocks are just around the corner. And I've gone, how do you know? <laughs> what have you been researching, Eric? And, and do not type three cocks into your computer, people. <laughs> no. Please. 
No. <laughs> Unless you put Wales UK after it and then you might be okay. Um, and he's following me on the GPS. Yeah, that was a little creepy, can I just say? <laughs> And having Eric ring us and say, you know, you can turn left up ahead. I, I found a better way for you. We're going, no, we're going to use the, using the navigator. <laughs> oh, dear. So we are, while we're in the Cornwall area, we're going to visit one of my favourite spots, which is the Museum of Witchcraft and Magic. And that is in um, Boss Castle. And I'll tell you just a little bit of history about it. So this was started by a fellow called Cecil Williamson. Cecil. Cecil. <laughs> From Boss Castle. Oh, no, we've lost her. <laughs> Be prepared for the wheeze, everyone. In the meantime, what we can do while she's trying to regain her composure, composure I've got I've got a oh, new machine no. and it plays it plays noises. Oh. I like it. Oh, do I have to press it again to stop it or does it just can, keep can, going? Can you please? Oh, it oh, stopped. No. Oh, thank God. <laughs> so, uh, yes, yeah, Cecil Williamson, who he was very interested in witchcraft ever since he was a little boy, and Cecil and Cecil initially opened up the witchcraft museum in Stratford upon Avon. Which is like Shakespeare's home, like the the township is all Shakespeare. Yes, I, I do know that. Yeah. Not that I've ever been there because haven't you? No. Oh, oh, sorry. I'm not cultured like you. <laughs> it's an awesome Stratford upon Avon is beautiful. Yes, I've been told. Um, but um, it met with um, uh, uh, um. It's okay. Take your time. <laughs> This is this is radio. We've we've got all the time oh, in the it's world. A local opposition. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, they didn't like it. They didn't like it. I don't want they, that. They didn't like that because so he had to move, and he moved to the to the Isle of Man uh, in 1958. And I mean, he's going to come out to the Isle of Man to see it for God's sake. Me. Uh, and then he uh, um, actually went uh, with Gerald Gardner, who was the founder of Wicca at the time. And uh, was became the resident witch and settled into um, Boss Castle. Nice. And this is a tiny little museum. Uh, when you get to Boss Castle, you sort of have to go along the walkways out towards the sea. Mm-hmm. And they've got like a little entry point where the water comes in. So it's like a little bay yeah, area. Yeah, it's an inlet. But it's rough as guts. Yeah. Like the waves keep on. If it's, Not the people, the, no, the waves. <laughs> if, if it's bad weather, the place floods. Yes. Absolutely yes. floods. Actually, I think it flooded not long ago. Yes. Yeah. Wiped almost everything out. Yeah. Uh, and they had to do a lot of rebuilding. Um, but this, this little place just sits uh, on one of the sort of outlet corners there and uh, you can go in and just look at all the fascinating artifacts that they have that they've collected over the years or it's been donated uh, going right back in history to you know some of the the items uh, that were used for cursing and some of the items that were used for magic and um they actually sell things there as well. Yeah. Like I said, I just uh, go in and buy under everything. Under the counter? No, no, no. <laughs> can, can you buy one of those dead man hands that made a candle? No. What's that called again? No. You know, where they've got the hand, hand of glory. Hand of glory, that's it. I'm sure there's many men out there know all about the hand <laughs> of glory. <laughs> oh, I'm just going downhill. Oh, you are. You oh. are. 
but they've got skeletons and bits of bones that they've created and voodoo dolls mm-hmm. and photographs of um, people um, f- that historically have taken um, a, a big role in witchcraft in the you know, latter years. Uh, and uh, was just, a big selection of Ouija boards too, if well, I remember correctly. Yeah, just <gasps> lots of artefacts and things. Oh, I've just come. What a picture that is! Oh, oh, I'll have to show you that one later. <laughs> oh my eyes! I didn't realise that, yeah, that they are sort of bulging out there. Just <laughs> oh my fact. god! <laughs> I'm not going to mention anything that uh, I just saw. Male or female? <laughs> but anyway, it's a really fascinating place, and it's it's. Really worth at least an hour. So we're going to go there. Yes, we've got to book in book, because yes. of, of Rona. Mm-hmm. We've got to pre-book. Mm-hmm. And I think they've now – we can do that now. So we might do that before we fly out tomorrow morning. Yes. And uh, there is also in Boss Castle a uh, hotel that is quite haunted. It's the oh. only kind of hotel that's there really. Why didn't we stay there? And – Expensive. Too expensive. And yeah. um, we're on a budget. <laughs> we're on such a budget that it might be the car. <laughs> and uh, they they do have a ghost or two roaming around on in that hotel. It's been well noted. There's nothing really sort of supernatural other than, you know, <laughs> the fact that the museum is a witchcraft museum, but there's nothing supernatural or ghostly attached to the um, museum. Mm-hmm. We're just doing it because we want to. Yeah. And it's we like that it's sort fun. Of stuff. We're in love. Yeah, we like that sort of stuff. Um, but I Bosque- imagine there would be paranormal goings on in the museum, though. I'm sure there are reports of it. I'm positive. I haven't come across too many. I haven't come across anything that I can actually tell you yeah, it's okay. about that. But we'll see. We'll, we'll, well, we might ask them. Yeah, we'll ask them when we get there. Yeah. Um, but the hotel is worth um, going into we'll, and we'll have a checking bevy. that out. Have a bevy. And there are some other interesting little shops and things around there. Now, the Did one you say thing, shops? Yes. <laughs> and the one thing that I found out too is that they've got a cemetery that we haven't been to. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, yeah, a very old cemetery that oh. sits up on a hill. Yep. And it looks astoundingly fantastic to go and check out. Oh, Renata, you've done good. I know, right? Oh, just occasionally. You're listening to Spooky Sundays on Newcastle Live Radio. We are into our first week of delightful touring of England as we speak. And we are in the area of Cornwall. Mm-hmm. And we've done a little bit of exploring and we're going to be staying at a place called the Jamaica Inn. Now, we have done a True Hauntings podcast about this place because it is filled with ghosts. Allegedly. Here we go. That <laughs> magic word again. <laughs> it Allegedly. is filled with ghosts. And it is one of those wonderful places that looks awesome from the outside. Uh, and everyone's got a story about it. And so we're going to have our own story about it. We are going to have our own story about it, Hopefully. Hopefully. Well, I'm going to be inviting the ghosts in to sleep with you that night. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. We're just going to we're going to pull them out of the, the ceiling and the walls and we're going to be knocking on everything and going, are you there? Are you there? 
Come on, spirit. Oh, I hope we don't. I've just got the, the computer up oh. and I'm hoping we don't have that one. What is it with the English where they have <laughs> bathtubs in the middle of their bedrooms? I don't, I don't know. I like, think it's in, just a saving of a room. That's it. So that's I, what bizarre. just popped up there was uh, a picture of a beautiful, big, almost queen, king-size bed with a bathtub just down at the foot of it. Yeah, on a pedestal. On in, in the middle of the carpeted room. They're weird. It's weird. Um, weird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what are you supposed to do when I have a bath? <laughs> Run away! <laughs> I will be out. Oh, you're going to be just covered up <laughs> oh, no. with a sheet over your head? <laughs> the sheet of protection? No, I will be out of there. Trust me, I will quite happily. You just hang, no, hang look, a flannel on the door <laughs> and I'll know that when the flannel's gone, it's safe to come back in. I think that's in the newer part right. of the place that we can't afford. We're going into the older part. Which is even more expensive, <laughs> so go figure. Oh, there, there was the Daphne, Daphne de Maurier suite, that one. Oh, was it? That's £210 a night. God, fly me. <gasps> oh, oh. It's got a seven-foot emperor bed. Oh, but the room we're staying in. Anyway, I'll tell you about the room we're staying in shortly. You, you, you do your history of it. I bet you didn't have a seven foot bed when Daphne was there. Oh, well, but it didn't because she's like four foot nothing, probably. So the inn was built around 1750, and at that stage there was actually no main road running through Cornwall. And I mean, when you look at the roads around Cornwall now, you'd still say there's no main road. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm thinking, I hope it's a little car we get for the hire car. Oh, look, uh, literally, if you stuck your hand out the window on both sides, you'd be touching the hedges, wouldn't you? It's only like for one car. Hashtag sacred bush. Oh, God, it's (laughs) terrifying. So there was only a dirt track and it was fraught with highwaymen in those days. (gasps) Wendy Wobbers. Can we go uh, searching for Wendy Wobbers? So, although... <laughs> I bet their name was Waterwick. <laughs> <laughs> the building is not settled. <laughs> oh, we entertain ourselves so well, don't we? We could just sit here and um, just entertain ourselves. Oh, God, I'm so glad you guys like our sense of humour. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, so apparently the Jamaica Inn, yes, built in the mid-1700s, but they say that there was a, a hamlet around the area that dates back to around the 1500s, Whoa. which is pretty old. That's old. Yeah. And uh, when the pub was built, it was a smuggler's haven. So there were plenty of pirates and smugglers around the area. And, of course, Cornwall was one of those places where – yeah, if you wanted to bring contraband in, you would smuggle it in through Cornwall. I'd smuggle it in your secret passage. <laughs> <laughs> On the boats. It. On the boats. They, they did. Isn't there in the museum there? <coughs> yes, they have a pirate museum. Oh, I have to get a fridge magnet from the, from the pirate museum. Can we please bring back a pirate museum um, magnet as a giveaway to our listeners? Yes. Oh, I have to try and remember that. Oh, it'll be so sad if they say we don't sell Oh, magnets. no, everywhere sells magnets, Renata. We'll find something, <laughs> even if we have to get a texture and a marker and put it on. Oh, dear. So... 
the thing was that you had to pay taxes on everything that came in, obviously. And uh, Cornwall was well known for free trade, if you could say that. And so importers who didn't want to pay any tax on their goods smuggled in the contraband like alcohol and food via secret passageways and tunnels. (laughs) (laughs) Told you, secret passageways. All over that. So they were like the Robin Hoods of their day uh, and they were ruthless and violent. So many of the smugglers were trying to support family members and loved ones, just like we would. We we all are. Yeah, like we would. And so they had little difficulty in actually cheating the government um, out of, you know, a few tax pounds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, not that much. Cash in hand, wink, wink, nod, nod. But... um, yeah, look, the stories of all of these smugglers and everything have probably been blown out of proportion a little bit and, and they were probably, in, in many cases, not as dastardly and horrible as as the books would say mm-hmm. they were. Just normal people trying to, you know, get by and, and stop their family from starving. So there were many, many shipwrecks around the area uh, and, of course, when a ship was wrecked and um, some... Ships were wrecked specifically. So oh, they deliberately. Deliberately. Oh, that so, the pirates did that. Yep, so the pirates could go out and take stuff. Take their booty. Yes. Their um, loot. And a lot of that happened around the Cornwall area. Mm, so this is kind of um, the, the people who did that were actually called the wreckers and they would trick the ships co- to come in in unsafe zones. So oh, they would so have lights. And they'd think it's the uh, like the, the, yeah, the lights that show you to come yeah. in safe harbour. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and they would be dashed against the rocks and um, then the smugglers would go out and take all of their stuff. Yep. Um, now, the, there's a, a Daphne du Maurier uh, connection to this place. She actually stayed there um, to have a bit of a, a rest, R&R. And arr, arr. <laughs> <laughs> you walked right into that one, r and r <laughs> and she loved the place so much that she actually wrote a novel called The Jamaica Inn um, based on that whole area yeah. of Cornwall. And um, it's on the moors. Apparently, apparently it went quite well for old, dear old Daphne. Well, she and, did quite well. Yeah, <laughs> and so they've got a bit of a, a, Daf- a, a, a Daphne uh, du Maurier um, museum. Uh, we'll just call a Daffy. Uh, yeah. a, a Daffy Museum a Memorial. Daffy, yeah, <laughs> place where they've got her, her desk where they're she wrote. Desk. Yes, where she wrote it and right. all of that sort of stuff. She um, got inspiration from the... Arr and arr. <laughs> So it look in in the end it's a pub and it's got stories and it's old and um, it's got many ghosts and as in the True Hauntings podcast that we did you found a ghost in almost every room of the old part of the oh, pub. I'm pretty sure I did. You did, and in the dining room too, mm. oh, and right. in the secret passage that was that leads out to the museum. And isn't wasn't there a chapel there as well? Oh. Lots of things. I'm just excited about the pirate museum. <laughs> oh God, I have. But it was, good. The, it's, <coughs> it was the smugglers' museum, so they they will show you how people back then uh, smuggled things and the absolute ingenious ways that they did it. All they have to watch is that show on TV that we've got now. Border security. Border control, whatever it is. <laughs> oh, I didn't pack it's, that. I've got no idea what that is. <laughs> Uh, my, my mother packed that. How old are you, sir? 85? <laughs> oh. 
Yeah, so, um, yes. Very, very interesting. So I can't wait. But and how much did we pay for a room? Oh, okay. So oh, let me tell you the story of the room. We had choices. Choices, choices. Choices, choices. And there was the, the cheapest ones there were £100 and it was a compact double room and we'd have to share. Uh, and But that was in the newer part. They, they've even got a dog-friendly bedroom. Yes. So you can take your mother-in-law. <laughs> I don't mean oh, that. You're going to die. I don't mean that. <laughs> Mother-in-laws are lovely. Oh, no. Um, and look, there was the original bedroom with the four-poster bed. Um, now, this is in the, the original part, and it's around 1750 That one was £165 a night. But we were trying to match the room, because they don't tell you what room number it is. Mm-hmm. We were trying to match it to the description of the ghost stories. Yes. So yep, the yep. description that we got, we had to go with the original suite with four poster beds. So, Renata, we're sharing. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Um, oh. With a small sitting room and ensuite bathroom, full of character with uneven floors, some antique furniture and a romantic old wooden four-poster bed. <gasps> There's going to be sweet nothings going on in there. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, and uh, oh, that. That? Was, that was a blowout. Yeah, this one is a blowout. It's oh, £175 <sighs> for the night. We're doing this for you guys and all our True Hauntings fans. We are staying at the Jamaica Inn. <laughs> so please... Become a grand poo bar or a super poo bar on our Patreon account and help us pay our bills. Does, anyway, this is does this come with breakfast? Uh, no. Oh, <laughs> oh no, it does. Hang on, full English breakfast oh, is included. Thank, thank you very God. much. It is now time to talk about the ghosties of Jamaica Inn and the reason why we're paying a bomb to stay there the night. Now let's go through because there's a list. Not only just for the um, the general vicinity, but each room has like a smorgasbord of ghosts. Mm-hmm. It does. Right, so let's start with the outside ones. We're going to go outside and then come inside. Okay. So uh, if you want to know more about these stories, uh, check out our True Hauntings podcast and this episode because uh, w- what I'm going to do now is I'm just going to tell you the ghost stories. We're not going to pull it apart like we do on the, the True Hauntings. So the first one is the unknown murder demand. Man who was seen sitting on the wall outside the inn. Now, he was reported right back in 1911. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there's, uh, there's uh, these little things I find. It said bonus spook, and I liked that. I thought that was really quite funny. <laughs> you get two for the price of one. <laughs> um, it says, many years ago, a new guest came to the inn. He was enjoying his beer when he was summoned outside. This was the last time he was seen alive. The following morning, he was found dead on the moor. The cause of the death and the person responsible are still a mystery to this day. So he's a restless soul. Many believe that this man still roams the area. Been many sightings of a man sitting on the wall outside the inn and the description matches that of the man that died there years ago. He does not communicate or move. So he'd be residual, yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, there is also um, the man with the tricorn hat. Ah, yes. Which I was uh, supposed to be the notorious smuggler Jack Trevellis. Now, he's seen in the restaurant area, uh, and apparently he shoots off through solid doors. Mm. So we're going to have dinner at this pub. Yes. This is one of the nights we're not going to have cup of noodles. <laughs> Or share a sandwich from the servo. Oh. Uh, now, 
There is often heard throughout the place a uh, sound of a baby crying uh, and there's uh, children that are heard. There is a young girl that's seen regularly by the staff down the end of the corridor going towards the gift shop. Uh, oh, that's where the corridor was once an outside walkway to the church. So I knew there was a church involved there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the managers at Jamaica Inn have reported hearing sounds of a foreign language in several locations, but it might not be a foreign language. It could be the old Cornish language because it's like one of those languages that are almost forgotten. Um, on a moonlight night, you can hear the sounds of horses' hooves and the metal rims of carriages in the courtyard outside. You get up to go and see where this noise is coming from because you think, oh, yes, they've brought a carriage in. This is going to be fun to look at. There is no carriage. I wonder if they're playing a recording of it. It's a good way to keep the stories going, isn't it? it? Have you you had – when we went there the last time, did you have a Cornish pasty? We did. The best Cornish pasty we had was in Bath and that was where we saw that cyclist that had his bright – yellow lycra pants on and no underwear. (laughs) (laughs) And he was rather old, rather fit, but rather old. And um, his package was on show to the world and he was proud of it. I do believe he was proud of it. And he probably got a little bit of a kick out of the fact that these two old girls were giggling (laughs) up the back going, I can see his pits. Oh, yeah. um, When I, I had been there before I went with you, and I'd been there with Gail, Gail decided to purchase a Cornish pasty for me. Yes. And it was the most atrocious thing I've ever eaten in my life. It was horrible. It was like getting through, I don't know, <coughs> cardboard, really thick cardboard to get some to get to something that was completely tasteless oh, in the middle. Wow. So I used to make Cornish pasties and they were freaking delicious. Well, you probably made them really nicely. Yeah, I did. <laughs> The whole idea with the pastry was that the pastry was not to be eaten. It was just what, to keep... What? I only eat it for the pastry. <laughs> now, initially, it was for the miners to take down into the mines and it kept the filling warm. Oh. So you never actually ate the pastry. You just ate what was inside it. You're a font of information, <laughs> Renata. What can I say? Even if I've got that wrong, anyone of a Cornish descent... We don't care. <laughs> Contact contact Newcastle Live Radio and, and let tell them, know. them all about it. We don't really care because <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going to be in England at that time, so it won't matter. They're flying out tomorrow morning. Ooh. Um, okay, so this, you've interrupted my flow. Oh, sorry, I would never do that to you. <laughs> no, never in a million years. <laughs> uh, so there's also the reports of uh, footsteps that are heard up and down the corridors. Um, now that's I'm I'm going to go through uh, some of the rooms. Uh, that I've got to scroll down here. So room five, right? Inside the wardrobe in room five, you'll find a collection of toys and a folder of letters. Mm-hmm. That's not at all creepy to start with, mm-hmm. which have been left by the guests for a little girl ghost called Hannah. Now, she is supposedly supposed to have spent her last night in the room there with her mother. 
So the idea is that they stayed there the night before, then they were heading out to sea the next day. They boarded a ship in Falmouth and they were lost at sea. Oh, dear. Oh, that's sad. That's so sad. Apparently they've had uh, the sound of footsteps walking around the room and rattling noises coming from the bathroom. The room said to be very unsettling for people who have to stay there. But they said that a soldier stayed there for the night mm-hmm. and that he got so disturbed, he actually went and slept in his car for the night rather than stay in that room. Mm-hmm. One guest awoke during the night to find small wet footprints of a child on the room's carpet and female guests have reported having their leg touched while in bed on many occasions. Mm-hmm. If I feel my leg being touched, <laughs> I'm going to go, Renata, stop it! <laughs> Not tonight, I've got a headache. Uh, so uh, what else is there? Um, apparently some of the toys that are, are sitting in that cupboard also start to move around on their own. Yes, well, this should be very exciting. Are we in that room? We don't know. This is the whole oh, thing. we haven't got a room. We don't oh, know what room oh, number no. we're in. It's going to uh, be a surprise. <laughs> surprise! <laughs> now, there is uh, adjacent... In the room adjacent, room three, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. So this is all in the old wing. So we've, we've got a pretty good shot at getting a haunted room. <laughs> I think they're all haunted. Uh, guests are said to have seen a woman with a baby, a crying baby. Others have reported hearing the baby cry, despite the fact that there's no baby staying at the inn on that particular night. Some think that it's the ghost of a single lady named Mary Downing. In 1834, she sued the married landlord, hashtag wandering willy, mm-hmm. uh, Thomas Dunn, in order to make him recognise their illegitimate son. Mm. Naughty, naughty. Uh, a woman scorned. Uh, adding to the room, sorry, some have also reported hearing a woman crying, um, which they think... They think is Mary. Uh, and so some people feel upset in that room. So they're picking up on the residual energy mm-hmm. yep. of what happened to this lady. Uh, there's also the ghost of a 10-year-old boy. Jeez, that's a packed out room. But look, here we've got a clue. Um, 10-year-old boy's also been seen at the end of the four-poster bed. Uh, uh, oh. So we've, there's two rooms I've seen with four-poster beds. Right. Uh, scratching has been heard coming from the walls. Oh, no, that's rats. <laughs> I don't want that. Uh, and housekeeping staff are forever having to clean off small fingerprints that keep appearing on room three's mirror. Oh, we're going to clean that mirror if it's th- if that's our room. Make yep. sure it's completely clean. So, guys, you'll you'll have to wait until oh, what day are we there? It's about Wednesday that we're at um, the Jamaica Inn. I think where's our there's our calendar, Renata. Grab the calendar and just double check if, what day is that. And once we we check in, we'll be able to let you guys know. And then you'll remember the activity. You'll know what we'll be up for. It'll be our Thursday. Thursday, um, our Thursday, or um, what's it on the calendar? The seventh, the Thursday. So it's the Thursday. That will be Friday for our our people. Um, so room six, uh, another of the rooms in the older part of the inn. Uh, an older couple staying there claimed that they, uh, while they were in the bed, the furniture in the room started shaking. I think that might have been from the younger couple next door. <laughs> they also saw the shadow uh, cast by an unseen man been spotted in the bathroom doorway. Oh. You know, get out of our room. You know what men are like when they pee in the toilet? 
goes everywhere. Uh, so room twenty three in the newer, <coughs> sorry, in the newer wing, has also got its share of uh, sightings as well. Mm-hmm. But look, that's that's a start to some of the stories. And I know that I did a, a soundscape story um, for this particular one, and they were in room six. Uh, and they had things that were going on as well during the night. Um, they were talking about their bedside lamp brightening and dimming all on its own. They did talk about orbs. They also heard buckled boots at 3am in the morning in the corridor. Uh, they felt icy cold and cobwebbing down down their back and it unnerved them, uh, but not as much as the bed covers being lifted off my shoulder and then sliding down to my ankles. Oh! <gasps> I hope that's our room. I really want room six. It'll save me having to pull the blankets off. Welcome back, everyone, to Spooky Sundays with your hosts, Renata Daniel and and (laughs) Rekovic. My name's Anne Rekovic, in case you've forgotten. She's a little overwhelmed because we've actually got Christy here in the studio with us tonight. Hello, Christy. How are you? I'm good. I have to have a piece of paper between us so I can't see you. You, you can't be looking at us or we'll crack you up. So mm. welcome for coming in. Uh, we we are actually uh, doing back-to-back um, podcasting uh, episodes, but don't worry about that because we're not really, right? Pretend pretend it's not, but it is. Coming to you like live. A, yes, absolutely, coming to you live. Now, what is the topic for tonight, Christy? Well, tonight we're talking about one of my favourite crystals. Yes. And it is Labradite. Labradite. Now, it's one of those crystals that I have to say it to spell it, Labradurite. Right. But it's a lovely crystal. So it's a crystal of shamans. Of Labradors. Yes, made from pure Labradors. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you pick up a Labrador turd and you just polish it. Yeah, it's like, it. A, like a fossil. I know. Beautiful. But no, it is the crystal of shamans, diviners and healers. And um, it's well known for its protective and strengthening properties that allow the balancing and safeguarding of the aura. Oh, aura mm. protection. Yes. Achieving higher consciousness and connecting the spiritual and energy, physical energy with the earth. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Yes. So I guess um, most people with Labradite like to wear it because it's a beautiful stone. So um, most likely what I'll else, be... A, what else would you do with it? Oh, I'm going to get to Have you heard that. of Yoni eggs? <laughs> I'm going to get to that. There's all sorts of things. I'm sure Christy's got a list. Like I said, we're connecting <laughs> with the spiritual and the physical with this one. It's always a good show when we get a snort from Renata. Now, the issue is we've only got two microphones. So Renata and I are dashing back and forth between the microphones trying to talk. And what can I just say, how good does Christy sound when she's actually on the microphone? What a, what a radio voice. Maybe we should put her in the other room on a phone. That would be more familiar. (laughs) I don't have my dog with me, so I don't know how I'd go with that. All right, let it keep going, Renata. You're interrupting. Sorry. You you stretched me with the yoni eggs. Okay, so most people would wear it. Now, most likely um, I'm hoping I'll be out of Facebook jail and I'll be able to actually post a picture of what Labradite looks like. So it's a beautiful stone with like an iridescent sort of peacock colours. 
um, over the top of it. But the uses for Labradorite, um, you can put it under your pillow while you're sleeping or keep a piece in your pocket. Um, pop it in your bra, pop it in your undies, pop it wherever else you feel you may want to. Oh, we went there. <laughs> Thank you for that. When uh, uh, may I suggest getting a smooth stone if you're going to put it in there? <laughs> and one that you can find easily. <laughs> so a decent size. <laughs> you can get them with the holes drilled in it so you can attach a string. <laughs> it's just going downhill. I know, I can't oh. look at you. So <laughs> stop it. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about. Okay. But Labradite can improve the ability to hear messages from spirit guides and it can be worn as earrings or a pendant. So to help you remain centred, it's actually, I've got a piece on today and I don't know how much it's helping me stay (laughs) centred right now. Um, But yes, and a lot of people actually use it in making their own wand as well. So it helps with those connections um, of attracting abundance, but while guarding against misfortune. Oh, very nice. A Labradite wand. Mm. Awesome. Is that where we go? Wingardia Leviosa. Exactly. But um, I guess with Labradite, it's quite a delicate crystal. So extra care needs to be taken um, when you're cleaning it. Um, because it does have those lattice lines through it, it is actually quite easy to break them in is, two. Is that one of the ones that you don't put in water? That's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you don't wear it in the shower? No. Okay. No. Um, so, but actually, it is actually better to be washed in stone, <laughs> um, washed in water. Yeah. Um, only because, like I said, because it can break easier. So just actually putting it in a rinse under cold running water. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can leave it soaking up to 24 hours, but I really wouldn't probably no. recommend that one. I've just realised that's a lab- Labradorite ring. That is. And it's beautiful. I bought this when we were filming in Sydney around the rocks. There we go. All the viewers at home can see that. Yeah, I'll put a picture of it up. I bought it because it looked like a little tree with a branch and it looked like there was a little owl sitting on it. Mm. And it's it's so beautiful. It is. Yeah. I love I love the little um, the blue glow that... Um, sometimes the light will will catch it and it looks beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah, so other than giving it a quick rinse, um, you can use just a soft cloth um, to dry it or you can actually um, smoke it with some sage. <laughs> Do we use tally-ho papers to roll that first? That's right. Don't write it too tight, though. <laughs> this is not good, the three of us being in the same room. <laughs> It's really not Paper good. Paper paste going up again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But um, how to charge it as well. So Labradite is a close relative to Moonstone. So you can charge the Labradite by leaving it under the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got a full moon actually coming up tonight. And boy, can I feel it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. The lunacy <laughs> is totally happening right now. Oh, it, it certainly is. Yes. But you can leave your Labradite under the full moon um, to magnify the properties of the crystal. So especially if you're working it um, for mediumship or increasing your psychic abilities, it's a really good thing to, um, I guess, program it with those abilities that you want and then pop it under the full moon to charge. So when you say program it, what do you mean by program? Because I'm thinking computer program. No. It's just, is it just setting intentions? It is setting the intentions. So each, I guess each crystal has different properties and so they have different vibrations. So the vibration of Labradorite is that connection to the spirit, to your psychic abilities and things like that. So where it's good to, you know, cleanse your crystal as soon as you get it because you don't know how many hands it's been passed through on its way to you. 
Um, so a good way is to actually just hold it in your hand, breathe on it, and actually speak the intention straight onto the crystal. Right, because I, I, all I could think of is when you were talking about cleaning it, it was doing the old <sighs> and rubbing it in your armpit. <laughs> No? You can do that too. Oh, okay. You can do that too. But, but like I said, just be aware that um, Labradorite is a little bit more fragile than other crystals mm-hmm. um, with that. So um, full moon, definitely. Sun, not so much. So the sun can actually fade the um, iridescence of the crystal. Um, so, yeah, you could definitely go for um, under the moon. And it doesn't necessarily even need to be a full moon. So people always go, it's full moon, put your crystals out. But your full moon, the your crystals can go out under a new moon and things like that as well. So it just depends on, I guess, what properties that um, you want that crystal for. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for the insight to Labradite. Uh, And uh, we'll make sure that there is a picture up for anyone who might want to have uh, a look at what it actually looks like. And uh, do you have any in stock at the moment, Christy? I do. I have some beautiful Labradite palm stones. So the palm stones are around and flat. And the reason why I like the palm stones is that they're easily to actually to place on your forehead, on your third, third eye or over your heart or wherever, or put it, you know, hold it in your hand when you're meditating. So it's an easy shape to hold. Did you know I actually have a fifth eye? Because the I, brown chakra? No, 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 no. I have glasses. Someone used to call me four eyes. So I always used to call it my fifth eye. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then I forgot about the whole glasses thing and I'd go, people go, oh, so you know you've got to open up your um, psychic eye. And i say, oh, yeah, the fifth eye. And they'd look at me and go, what? The fifth eye? <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, I was saying the fifth eye. <sighs> anyway. Aliens. Yeah. So, Christy, where can they find you? www.spellsandspirits.com.au or on Facebook, Spells and Spirits with really good memes. You're listening to the Spooky Sundays podcast with Anne and Renata. I can't believe that that's the show wrapped. Yes. It went so quick. Yes. And uh, we'll probably be sitting at uh, the airport hotel listening to this. Yeah, that's going to be really weird because yeah. we're, like, we're, we're talking about yeah, this now, we're here, we're doing that and we're going to be doing that. But it's still a, a couple of weeks away for us because we're pre-recording so mm-hmm. that you guys have a show to listen to every week so that you get to follow our journey. I want you to feel like... You are travelling with us. True. And look, if you want to have a look at all of the photos and all of the lives and everything that we post, please go on to the Frightfully Good. It's probably going to be on Anne and, and Renata. Renata Frightfully Ghost, Good. Anne and Renata Ghost Hunters on, on YouTube, YouTube. Because we're, we're not going to be in the situation that we're going to be able to stream to all the places we normally stream to. Mm-hmm. So YouTube is going to be our choice of streaming. So please, guys, go over, sign up, Anne and Renata Ghost Hunters. And um, make sure you click the bell as well. Subscribe, click the bell, and that way you'll get an alert when we're going live mm-hmm. or you'll know that we've done a live because it's going to be ass up time-wise. Um, our AMs and PMs are going to be completely opposite to you guys is that we'll probably be going live very first thing in the morning. Yes, that's right. Um, or in the dead of the night for you guys. So, yep. uh, although the, our American friends are, are going to enjoy the fact that we'll be live for them at a decent hour. Yep. Um, so what do you reckon is your favourite part coming up of next week? Um, well, I'm looking forward to the Jamaica Inn, absolutely. Yeah. I'm looking forward to going back to the Witchcraft Museum mm-hmm. and uh, going to the cemetery because I haven't been there yet in all the times I've been. I haven't been to the cemetery there uh, at Boss Castle. 
and um, of course Glastonbury. Yeah, where my heart, my heart oh, is. We, I, I made the mistake of saying to Renata, "How about we don't do Glastonbury because we've done it quite a few times before, and you should have seen her how, face." How dare you even even consider <sighs> that as an option? And look, how, how dare you? And like we literally drive straight through it, so we we have to stop. And every time I've been there with her, she spots the Glastonbury tour, and almost starts to <laughs> sob. <laughs> there it is! Oh my yep. god, there it is! Yep, it's it's a place of joy. Look, I'm looking forward to tomorrow morning when we're getting out and getting over to the airport and getting out our passports and getting through immigration and actually getting on the fecking plane. Oh, please, may it be so, oh. please. Oh, so um, that's that's going to be my greatest joy, but I yep. think also going to the Qantas Club. Mm-hmm. It better be open. It better be open. Oh. Uh, and, and they better say coffee's ready to go. <laughs> that's all I can say. It is your croissant. Um We'll, we'll drop a few photos onto the Newcastle Live uh, community page. Yeah. The other thing I'm looking forward to is the ponies. Yes. I've, you know what I'm like with horses. I'm just – I've got a real soft spot. Yeah. And, look, while we're away, um, look, we really appreciate you guys still supporting the channels and everything that we do um, – because we will still have true hauntings coming out every week. We hope because we're we're crazily pre-recording that as well. Mm-hmm. Our lives right now at the moment are it's insane, and we're trying to fit in some filming with Isaac as well. Uh, and at the moment, I think we've got about four weeks left before we actually fly out. Mm-hmm. For you guys, it's tomorrow morning, but for us, uh, we've we've got still four weeks of work to do where we're trying to pre-record all these shows and the true hauntings, and do some filming, uh, plus doing our weekly shows as well. So, <sighs> going a little batty, little batty, yeah, yeah, but. It's all worth it. It's all going to be worth it. Absolutely. Uh, unless it all gets cancelled and we've pre-recorded oh. all of this for nothing. Oh, don't Do even. not – no, we're not putting that thought don't out to the universe. Even. It's not happening. <laughs> oh, and we're all – the thought we are going to put it out into the universe is that we get an upgrade. Yes. I've, I've never actually got a free upgrade in my life. And I want it to be this time. I want it now. <laughs> I want it. If I pulled out, out one of our frightfully good cards and say, um, "Was it? you may want it now, but the universe has other plans, I'll rip that card up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, everyone, for joining us this week. We hope you have a fabulous week ahead. And, um, yeah, check out our, our YouTube during the week and catch up on what we are doing and where our travels take us on our misadventures. Yeah, and look, what we can probably do is post our YouTube clips over onto our Facebook pages so you don't miss out what's happening. Absolutely. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us tonight on Spooky Sundays. It is time for us to wrap and leave, and we will be back next Sunday, 8 till 10 p.m. on Newcastle Live Radio with your hosts, Anne Rekovic and Renata Daniel. And until then... 
Stay spooky. See you on the dark side. Bye. Most mysteries can be solved by looking at the facts. But sometimes the facts don't give us the answer. So it's time to call in Anne and Renata. Spooky Sundays, when the truth lies beyond a logical answer. Dive deep into the world of the unknown with real ghost stories and the unexplainable. Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. It's Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Sunday from 8pm, only on Newcastle Live.